0: You're listening to the Just Go Bike Podcast. We're all about the culture of bicycling just for the fun of it. Your host, Kathy Murphy from the Morphology Podcast, and Andrea Parrott from Parrot Talk are joined by a wide variety of guests each week that delve into the social side of cycling. With tales from Ragbri Nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. And now, here are your hosts, Murph. Hey, that's me. And AP. And that's me.
1: Oh, Murph, what a party.
2: Woohoo! I can't believe the route has been announced. That's
1: right. It's out there for the whole world to see.
2: Wow. What do you think?
1: I'm so excited. I love this route. I love a southerly route. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. And We'll get into why later, but.
2: Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, I think I said this in previous episodes where, like, for me, I'm going to do Rag Bride no matter what. So, like, I'm always excited to find out about the route, but. Truly, I'm just excited, no matter what.
1: We're going to get some good biking done.
2: Yeah, yeah, we sure are. And so we wanted to talk about a little bit of a deep dive into the route. Our listeners love to hear it. And so we snagged Mr. Matt Phippen, the executive director. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know now that the route is out, you're probably, well, you're famous and you're a celebrity anyway. I don't know about that. But <laughs> yeah. but now it's like probably just nonstop
3: action. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think it ever gets slow. I mean, it, there's definitely times where it lags a little bit, but it's, it's always moving forward.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, I don't know about you, but that's one of my favorite things about the job. It's always exciting. Yeah. There's always
3: something yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, Route Party Expo is over and done with, and we now know where we'll be going for Ragbrai L. I. Do you want to tell the listeners who maybe are live under a rock that and don't heard know yet? where we're going?
3: <laughs> uh, we are going south, um, a southern route. We haven't been there for a while. A lot of roads and hills that riders will go. Oh, I remember this, mm-hmm. you know, from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's not a bad area in iowa to go mm. um there are harder areas to go and easier areas but you know i think with this year's route you have days where they're somewhat flatter than others and there's days that are hillier than others. so i think it appeals to a lot of different style of, of riding um but no i think from a mileage standpoint it's sh- it's shorter than what it was last year which that helps you know the, the process out but there are some hills so that <laughs> will that will <laughs> so add some Challenges, too.
2: So are you saying we should still train for right?
3: You shouldn't have stopped from last year. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah. You should have just kept
3: rolling from 50 into 51
1: yep. for sure. <laughs> yep. Fit put a little spice in it. Nice he yeah. spiced it up. <laughs> all right. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I have to say congratulations on a great route. Congratulations on putting it all together and making uh, something that's going to be really fun for everybody in July. Yeah, yeah this
3: uh, this route has evolved. I mean, it, we started talking to the DOT and State Patrol you know, right after uh, the 50th, and it's changed a bunch. Um, but all ch- all changes were positive, and they moved the ride in the right direction. You know, obviously safety is our number one focus, and putting riders on roads that are going to be safe or safer than the road that we are on mm-hmm. plays a big role. But you know, working with you know the DOT and now counties earlier than they've ever t- you know had the route discussed with them, I think is a win for us. Um, but yeah, it's definitely going to be a challenging route for 51.
1: Yeah. But for a rider like me, when you force me to learn the route ahead of time, because uh, I don't usually like to learn it early, but um, it put a big smile on my face. Good. I just love that hilly riding, and it's going to be it's gonna be a ton of fun.
3: Yeah.
2: Will you tell the listeners the actual Overnight Towns?
3: I will. You want to know, t- tell them right now?
2: Yeah, just give us a... So
3: I think we're going to start this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the ride starts in Glenwood. Uh, Glenwood is, this will be their eighth time hosting. Um, you know they're a small community. I think they're over a little over five thousand people. Mm. Uh, they first hosted in 1980, so the year that I was born, they were on the first one that, that reg right, right that year. Uh, and the last time they hosted was 2016, so it's been it's been just a little bit um, of time. Uh, but that first day, Glenwood to uh, Red Oak. Will be an easy first day i mean it's 44 miles oh. it's 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 three thousand feet of climb so it's not a terrible a terrible day uh it still will be hills but i think you know having 44 miles and the elevation will be a good warm-up for riders to yes. kind of you know knock any dust off that's on the bike and get the legs moving in the right direction and it's not gonna hit them hard
2: and i do want to point out um if if you look at a map of Iowa, Glenwood is actually not on the Missouri River. It's not. But I need to have everyone calm down if they're really worried about dipping their tires in the Missouri River because in the past, um those communities that are not right on the river usually bring the river to us yeah. yes so we don't have to worry about that no we'll or be I,
3: fine there'll be there'll be plenty of troughs to dip your uh, your tire in and get going that way but um yeah it just costs too much to excavate all the ground to bring the river closer to <laughs> glenwood so we decided to bring troughs in and do it that way but it, it's easy but i guarantee you, you will be able to dip your tire at the end
1: yeah 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 and um fun fact Glenwood, home to many wonderful people, but also Sabre Nagel, the director of Ride the Ride the Oh, yep. so cool. I so just want to give her a shout out. Okay, cool. I agree. That first day is going to be really fun. It's going to be a nice way to like sort of gear check both yourself and your bike. Sure. Um, are you fit enough to do what's upcoming? Is your bike ready to do what's upcoming? Um, I ask you to really assess yourself on that first day and assess <laughs> your bike and make sure that you're good to go because yeah. we got a little something in store for you later down the road. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah. My, my wife tells me I'm not a good listener, but I try to be a better listener when the riders talk about what they want on the ride. And, you know, uh, mileage is always a big one, you know, having days that are super long, not only hurts the riders, but it actually puts our teams in in, in a bad spot. Um, so, you know, day one having a 44 mile day, you know, isn't terrible. And then day two, um, going from red Oak to Atlantic, um, it's, you know, it's 40 miles and, Mm -hmm. you know, not as much elevation. So, um, You know Red Oak. You know a little bit bigger town than Glenwood, a little over 5,000 people. Uh, This will be their fifth time hosting. Uh, They hosted their first time in 1976, Hmm. so a a while ago, and the last time was 2009. So it's been a bit since we've been back to um, to Red Oak. But you know, 40 miles from you know Red Oak into Atlantic, uh, 1,700 feet of climb, not not a terrible day. So I think you know having back to back easier days will slowly get riders building up for it um, it's gonna, yep. I mean it's gonna get hard there's gonna be yeah. elevation somewhere it's coming right um, but I think if you you know you train prior and then you take those two days as kind of warm up days knowing that day three will start getting you'll start seeing more hills on, on day three yeah.
2: and I think um, hopefully we can get back this year to where the sag drivers have uh, boring days yeah instead
3: they're of crazy sleeping days. on the side <laughs> of the roads and not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I would love to see that that's I mean that's fantastic because they they didn't they didn't sleep last year they, yeah. were, they were moving
1: yeah yeah yep. and I'm not going have a famous person from every town that we go to, but Red Oak is home to Bill Zener, who is a uh, Iowa State Patrol person, a trooper who oh. worked on Ragbri two through forty. Wow. So he is a uh, famous in the Ragbri world. So oh, shout wow. out to Bill. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so Tuesday we will leave. Um, obviously, like I said, right go or sorry, Monday going to Atlantic. Uh, Atlantic is a, the bigger community so far, uh, almost seven thousand people. Mm-hmm. This will be the eighth time that they've hosted, so they, they know what they're doing there. Uh, first time was in 1974. Last time was in 19. So it's it's been a bit, you know, going back to them. That that team is they're going to be fun. Yeah, uh, they're going to be fun to, yep. to work with. Uh, they're super excited and like they're they're moving in, in the right direction. Um, but you know, when you get into Atlantic, it's it's a night to rest, rest up, make sure you're, you're in a good spot because the next day going into Winterset, it's 79 miles <gasps> and 4384 feet of climb. Wow. So, you know, two, you know, days early on, kind of easier rolls and then now you're experiencing the hills of southern so Iowa. So,
1: Fippin is just lulling us into complacency <laughs> and then he's going to hit him. They're going to hit him hard. So, <laughs> um, well, I was just going to ask are there actually mountains
3: I wouldn't say there's mountains but there's some pretty good hills is there okay there's there's some grinders okay um but you've heard it in January so there's no surprises when you come in July exactly you don't know what's going on so uh you know that ride into Winterset is a longer day um it's the second day as far as the longest mileage uh but it is the first day for overall elevation so it's going to be the most elevation in in one day so yeah 4,384 feet is no joke Mm -mm. um you know Winterset is a town of you know over over 5,000 this will be the second or third time they've hosted so um, a newer community a community that still can easily pull it off uh first time was 1991 uh last time was in 19. so it like i said with a lot of these other towns it's been a bit but we're going back
1: yeah and both atlantic and wintersec are a plus hosts you're gonna be taken care of from start to finish on that day yeah definitely
3: yep so riders will get up that morning um you know wednesday morning And day four, we'll take them into Knoxville, Iowa, Mm -hmm. Uh, 74 miles. So another, you know, a little bit shorter distance in miles, Um, a little bit less elevation. So almost a thousand, you know, thousand feet less in elevation. So over 3000 feet of climb. So not an easy day. Um, you know, and, and bodies will have to be bouncing back from the night before. Uh, so it's, it, they're going to go from, you know, one hard day into, into another. Uh, but that community in Knoxville will be ready to, to host them. Uh, Knoxville, almost 8,000 people. Uh, this will be the fourth time they've hosted. Uh, first time was in 91. Last time was in 13. So they, mm-hmm. they kind of remember how they, how they did this. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to go back to Knoxville. Beautiful community. Obviously there's a big racetrack there. So I'd love to get on that racetrack and see how fast we can go around that track. Um, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs>
1: going to bring it up, but I was really hoping. Yeah, yeah.
3: I want to. I want to do that. I think that's a that's a home run. You know, obviously, you know, with people being able to ride bikes in Kinnick and Jack Trice last year and be able to do that. There's when you have those, you know, communities that have things that you know, you know, events that bring people in, like the track. You got to go around that track. So, yeah. uh, super excited for for Knoxville.
1: And Rag Bride, our pre ride 2013 was special because it was Matt Fippin and my first pre ride. That's right. So, it was. Yep.
3: yep, it was history. Bring it on back. So we'll leave Knoxville, um, you know, you got two hard days back to back and then you have a little bit easier day with 60 miles. So that's a good chunk. Uh, elevation isn't terrible. 2500 feet of climb uh, to go into a Tumwa Mm-hmm. uh a is our biggest community that's on route this year over twenty five thousand people live in that community this will be the fifth time that they've they've hosted uh first time was in 84 uh last time was in 2016 so mm-hmm. uh, a community that knows how to do it a community that's definitely big enough to, to pull the event off um you know and and make it happen for riders
1: yeah i can't wait um i go to a Atumwa- on occasion because I pick up the Amtrak there so oh, sure. look don't don't you be taking that Amtrak off of Ragbright yeah. <laughs> don't stay don't on leave a bicycle yeah. for don't sure don't leave then there's more to come
3: so we will leave Atumwa and we'll head into Mount Pleasant um, 82 miles uh, it is the longest day on route this year, so plan for that. Uh, elevation is over three thousand feet to climb, so it's not going to be an easy an easy day. So you have a long day with a lot of elevation. Uh, but uh, you know, Mount Pleasant will, is super excited to host riders. Uh, l- almost ten thousand people that live there. Mm. This will be the sixth time that they've they've hosted. Uh, nineteen seventy five was the first time, so a long time ago. And nineteen or sorry, two thousand nine was uh, the last time they've hosted. So mm. uh, super excited to go back to Mount Pleasant. And then, you know, we're one day away from our ride the being end. over and I returning to, to reality. So <laughs> I told you, you'll be able, you'll for sure be able to dip tires. We're going to dip tires in, in Burlington. So Excellent. second biggest town on on route, 23,000 um, people live there. This will be the seventh time uh, that they've hosted. First time was in 79. Last time was in 2019. Um, but this day is 45 miles mm-hmm. and a thousand feet of climb. So, you know, one thing I learned last year is riders want a shorter last day. Mm-hmm. And when on a map, when you can make it work, we're going to make it work. Yeah. Um, so having a 45 mile day with a thousand plus feet of climb, we'll get riders in. So no one's missing buses, no one's getting left behind like people did last year. Um, and it just takes away some of that stress of the charters and you know the people that are there to pick up their riders uh, to be able to get riders in and get them back on the road going home.
2: Yeah. So I am not a mathlete, but do you have an overall, I haven't been adding up the mileage and the elevation, but I'm assuming you have that. I have it for you. (laughs)
3: 423 (laughs) miles. Oh. So less than last year, you know, last year with the 50th, we we did 500 miles. So 423, where I take a big sigh is (laughs) it's 18,741 feet to climb. Wow.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And fun fact, that rivals the Ride the Rockies route. Yes. Year. I wow. mean it's not quite there But it's, it's close wow. But
3: you know What I what I didn't expect Until Ann told me this Was this will be The hilliest reg ever. ever 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 Ever
2: Oh listeners Yeah We have to definitely Do some training
1: yeah. But wait Listener Look at me in the eyes Look okay. at me Okay Look at me right now You can do it of course we you can. Ju- you got to train, but you can do it. Yeah. Of course. And,
3: you know, to be fair, too, like I, I, people are going to say, oh, this is what he's doing. He's trying to find the hardest route possible. And, you know, I really had no idea at the end. Of, like, I didn't know until Anne made that comment. And... I'm not building a route to find the hilliest roads. I'm building mm-hmm. a route that is safe. I'm That's building famous. a route that, you know, with roads that are newer or have been fixed or, you know, are getting us to where we need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not a perfect science to finding the route. The route, like I said, has changed five to six times since we started doing this. Um, so I feel it's, it's in a great spot, but it is what it is. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going south. There's going to be elevation down there. Yeah. I do think that there'll be days where it'll be a little bit easier for riders because it is going to be a lot, you know, a lot flatter and there's going to be be days where it's going to be it's going to be a punch in the gut. You have to train, yeah. um, yep. and I thought you know last year we did a good job talking to riders and telling them they have to train but they didn't listen you have to train some didn't listen. some yeah most yeah most didn't listen (laughs) you know um but yeah you you have to ride your bike and you have to you know these towns are going to do everything in their power to show you an amazing experience you got to do right by these towns and get there and get there in a way that doesn't kill you so you go right to your tent and fall asleep and um you know there's plenty of ways from now to then to train and find those platforms to train it and to do that but if you show up in july in iowa and think it's flat and think it doesn't get hot you're going to be in the hurt locker for sure
2: and we we um will have coach Ertl on again uh to talk about some training plans and of course he's going to accommodate the extra elevation so um when he is on make sure that you get that training sheet printed off maybe put it on your wall or your refrigerator and keep yourself motivated to bike 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 before the end of july for sure do you want to touch briefly on how you decided these overnight towns?
3: Sure. So, you know, I always tell a story I take after the ride is over. I mean, I kind of have an idea where I, want, where I want to go, but I lay a map on my desk and I just start circling communities that make sense. So, uh, you know, my map is divided into a northern, uh, central, and a southern route, and then you know, there's lines that go vertical from, from a day standpoint. You know, I I can't, this, this ride is seven days long, so we can't do it in three days. So I yeah. got to find seven communities or eight communities with, you know, with uh, Expo Day to, ho- to host riders. So you start on the west side of the state and you look, okay, here's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking south this year. There's only so many communities in you know on that side that can pull this off. So you start looking at you know history. When do they perform last for us? We, you know how big are they? What projects do they have going on? And you know you don't want to call them and say, hey, this is Matt with Ray, What do you have going on in July? Because <laughs> right. it just it puts them in a bad spot. Yeah. So you, I try to do as much kind of detective work on my end, learning about these communities, and then I start plotting the route. Um, about you know, one thing I've told everybody, and I think I've told you, ladies, this: a rap, a route on paper is a route on paper it looks great Mm -hmm. it looks fantastic but the the route is flat on my desk which means there's no elevation on my desk like you don't you don't know what you're getting yourself into the next step for me is getting in front of the dot the state patrol the counties and talking about the roads that we want to take and you know it's together it's our route mm-hmm. it, it yeah. is my route but i want it to, i want those those agencies to feel that they're a part of this mm-hmm. and right now i feel we're in a really really good spot with them um you know like i said the route has changed a lot we've had you know six plus meetings closed door with these with these you know departments we've brought more people into the mix this year with uh you know my pitch was we need to build a team we need to have people that are around this that can kind of you know be asking questions behind the scenes so when matt from Regbrite calls the calls are better received. Mm-hmm. It's not them hearing about it after the fact. They're actually they're actually in the mix, um, you know. So roads have changed multiple times because they've had these behind you know door conversations with county you know engineers, and there's a project going on, mm-hmm. so the, the route changes. So by the time that we get to a point where I feel really good about the the route there's been a lot of people behind the scenes that have been kind of privy to what's what's possibly coming their way they're not saying the route's coming to you they're saying if it does like what should we be thinking about here um which i think you know is, is a win for us this is the first time since you know my knowledge that the the county's engineers have seen it and they've they've sworn to secrecy they're going to keep it quiet as long as they can because there's still so much that needs to happen after we announce sure. that i can't have this the secret being escaped obviously when we announced the towns on saturday all these towns that are close are going to be going, oh, that's coming to us because we're, we're, we're in proximity. Um, but we'll start working on that after the fact. Uh, but no, I think it's, you know, you, you lay the roads out, you talk to the counties, you do everything that's right in the world to, to make this route good and safe and try to throw away anything that could go wrong. Um, we announce in January where we're, we're sleeping and then, you know, things will pop up along the way and you make changes and you, and you pivot. Um, that's why we don't truly lock the route in until June because we do everything in our power to lock the overnight towns in, lock the meeting towns in, lock the pastor towns in, and then we ride it. And then if something happens, you know, that week of pre-ride would be the last time we would make any changes to it. You know, we've been blessed, you know, knock on wood that we haven't had any, any major issues, but Mother Nature always plays a role yep. and you have to wait to see what she wants to do that, you know, That month before. Um, But the goal for me is to do as much on our end as possible to set us up for success. So if something does have it, we can easily pivot. You know, the tough part is when you look at a map, there's only so many spots and roads you can ride on. Um, You know, there's a lot of roads, not all of them are paved. There's a lot of gravel. So you just can't take gravel everywhere. So um, you want to do right by the riders and put them on good roads. So I just feel like right now, the overnight towns are ready to go. The DOT feels really good about it. State Patrol signed off on it. You know, these uh, engineers that I've been working with, you know, positive conversations coming out um, from them. And we're in a good spot.
1: Yeah, setting ourselves up for the most success you could possibly have given the circumstances. Absolutely. Love it. First of all, you've announced the overnight towns.
2: Um, why don't you do the entire route all at once? You know, all, and what I mean by that is the pass through towns.
3: There's still just a lot of moving pieces with that. Um, you know, with a route being done, we could easily do it. And you know, with our with our talking with the, the counties early on, we probably could still could still do that. It's just there's that's just a, there's a lot of work behind mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm not shy about doing work. I, I you know I I would love to be able to dr- to drop you know everything at one time, but I also think that's it's, it's also kind of that mystery of, okay, here, we know where we're staying, <laughs> right. but how are we going to get there? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, because, you know, th- things happen in, in some of the towns we passed through and we, you know, we had pastor towns that, um, you know, couldn't commit to things because of their projects. So you try to do so much and, you know, the, the toughest part is it's a secret. You know, yeah. it's it's the biggest, yeah. you know, I would call it the biggest gender reveal party that Iowa sees. And, you know, <laughs> people are looking forward to this announcement. The more people you start talking to, mm. the more it's going to get out. And then you mm. do then find on social media towns that, you know, these these you know rag bride directors think we're going are actually legit towns because they've heard it from someone oh, sure. because it, it gets leaked um, I'm super proud that you know we're at a point now where um, you know there's a lot of wrong rag bride directors on social media that think <laughs> they know and you know you have you know the the best part is you you get people that are looking at you know City council minutes that the mayor said <laughs> he would like to put in a letter of recommendation for the town that he's a mayor in it doesn't mean we're coming there right. it just means that they they, they want to host so that's on the radar now and We think everybody thinks we're going to that town. Uh, but yeah, there's just so many moving parts behind the scenes that the more people you get involved, and this is the most people we've, we've had involved at this point, um, you add more to it, it, it will get out. Sure. And people then will find out where we're going. And the, the tough part is then it puts us in a bad spot if we haven't had conversations yet with these towns because it's just they've already heard. They just didn't mm, hear from yeah. us. Yeah. And yeah. We, I want them to hear from us. So we will announce after the fact. So as soon as we announce we're literally on the road, you know, traveling across the state, we'll do 20 plus trips across the state, meeting with towns, setting them up for success. Um, but yeah, I want to I want to do it right, and I want to make sure that we we're, we're successful when it's all done.
2: And it is the element of surprise and excitement that I mean makes the end of January so like fulfilling. Like yeah. I cannot wait every year to know the route, even though I don't you know there's no bad route yeah. in well, my opinion but i guess it all depends on who you talk to because which <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, well, um, no, we, we try to please everybody we try to make it so like every aspect of a rider has something fun that day you just you just can't take a ride you know unless you, you go to florida and i was there you know oh well, with you for yeah. in, in, in december I mean, you're, you're on a flat road where you're constantly having to pedal because there's no coasting. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just different down there where there's going to be days where you're constantly in the gas going up a hill, but there's going to be times where you're actually freewheeling down Getting, the backside yeah, yeah. and yeah. enjoying the view. So yeah. we try to bring as much diversity into our route so it, it, it hits everybody. There will be gravel options. There'll be longer days. Uh, there will be elevation. Um, I'll say it again. There will be tons of elevation. So if you like climbing hills, we'll have that for you. But uh, if you don't, better start training.
2: Well, and I was just going to ask, and you already kind of um, answered my question. But will there be both a century loop and a gravel option for riders? There
3: will be. Yep, absolutely. You know, and the, you know, one of the best parts too is you know some of these counties, because we're in a better spot with them, are asking, are asking where where the gravel option is going to go. And I, when you when I ask why, because they have like covered bridges and they have things that they want, they want to showcase. So you know, I think it's it's fun when you have. Um, you know, the county saying, Hey, we'd love to put you on this gravel road because this would take riders under a, you know, a covered bridge. That's Mm. so cool. That's awesome. Right. You know, where I think in in previous years, we just didn't have that level of like, we want you to go here kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a tourism event. I mean, we're bringing riders to these parts of Iowa that don't get seen very often. So to be able to bring riders, you know, under and go through a a covered bridge would would be awesome. But there's a gravel road that has to take you there. So yes, there will be gravel option. There will be a, you know, a century loop option. Um, you know, like I said, it's, it's option, optional. That's so you right. don't have to do it. Uh, so nobody's <laughs> going to freak out. But um, you know, there will be times that th- there might be some gravel you'll you'll ride on. It's not going to ruin your day. It's not going to be the you know the end to the day for you. But uh, no, we're looking forward to getting on as many different road surfaces as possible.
1: Yeah, and I just want to point out that this whole podcast is the answer to the question. What the heck do you do between the end of ragbri and january fibbit has been working his buns off to get this route ready for you and to the point where it is today i mean not just any route on paper but a cool fun uh scenic route for sure i love it yeah um my next question was
2: going to be any major changes overall from previous years and the one that's standing out really strong to me is the population of the communities of the overnight towns this year versus last year so do you want to speak to that at all
3: sure so obviously with the 50th we knew that it was going to have record numbers and we needed to overnight in communities that could easily host those record numbers, um, you know. Obviously, we we open registration already, so we know kind of where the numbers are are, ly- you know, lying. Uh, we've been talking to our charters; we know where their numbers are at. You know, we're we're getting we're getting back to a normal. You know, we're not going to have this, you know, this chaos of fifty 000 to seventy five thousand people that are going to be on our, on our roads in in July. We're going back to a ragbri that we can easily manage and, and be able to pull off. So, you know, when I'm talking about you know five thousand to twenty five thousand, you know, populations in these communities you know, these communities can, can, can pull it off and they, and they can do it. Um, you know, as far as the roads, the roads are the same roads we've ridden on for 50 plus years. You know, they're not, they're not getting any wider, um, you know, so, so they're still going to be able to accommodate the ride that way. Um, but, I, I, you know, I just feel with, you know, what we're doing from a standpoint of making sure they're the right road and making sure they're they're prepared from, you know, a cleanup standpoint and a patching standpoint, the riders will have
1: no issues on these roads. And we'll ensure that on the route inspection in June coming up. Yeah.
2: Of course. Yeah. Um, What challenges do you expect to pop up this year as far as maybe safety or road quality?
3: Um, I think from a road quality standpoint, we're already in a better spot. You know, we're already getting, finding the roads that make make sense. You know, having conversations with, you know, the DOT and with the counties. And you can tell if they're not excited about the road that we're going to be rolling on. So my next question is, okay, so if we're not excited about this road, what road are you excited about? And the, the, it's it's changed it. Um, you know, we were on a road that I was driving it in my truck, and it was I'm not gonna tell you where it was at, but it was the roughest road I've ever been on <laughs> in, in a vehicle. I mean, my truck we were getting we were getting bounced around. Mm. So, you know, looking at that, we're going okay. This is this is a bad road. If if I'm getting knocked around in a truck. Riders are gonna get knocked around on a bicycle, for sure. And you talk to the, you know, the county. The county just is like, you know, you tell they were they were not happy about us even thinking about this road. So, you know, between the DOT, myself, and the county, we found a better road. Mm. Now, it added a couple miles of distance, but a couple miles saves so much when riders are, you know, getting knocked around. You know, riders are popping spokes and blowing tires. If we can put riders on a better road, we're going to be good. So, we're already looking at ways to, you know, make those make the roads better because we're just finding the right road day one now stuff happens obviously you know it's 20 plus inches of snow in Iowa, <laughs> right. um, depending on what happens, you know, it's raining and, and gross, depending what happens from now till then, the snow has to go somewhere. The plows have been knocking the roads around and, and breaking stuff up. So there may be some problems that we see after the fact that need to be fixed. That's why we do pre-ride, right? We yeah. ride it in June to make sure that, you know, maybe if we miss something, we catch it on a, on a bicycle and we catch it, not a rider catching it. Yep. So we can, we can fix it by then. Um, but I think the, 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 where we win is, you know, being able to just get on the right road first. And then, you know, working towards the June and July to just make sure that road stays in good condition. Um, as far as safety, yeah, that's our number one priority, hands mm-hmm. down. You know, we that's, that's what we talk about in, in our meetings. No one wants accidents. No one wants riders to get hurt. Um, you know, so we, we look at every possible angle with, you know, the DOT, with the state patrol, and, and with the counties and all those partner agencies, the sheriffs, to make sure that the rides are supported and, and safe. Um That will always be an ongoing thing that we're going to look at. You know, it's nothing that you know. It's one of those things that never goes away. The one thing that you just never know is Mother Nature and how she wants to show up that day. Uh, Oh wait,
1: shoot! I already promised a rider that you had requested cooler weather. (laughs) Well, good. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hopefully, she listens because she didn't
3: listen last year (laughs) when I talked to her. Uh, But no, you had you know two years ago, you had seventy degrees. It was beautiful, and it was like there was no worrying about anything. Sag drivers were on the side of the road sound asleep because no one needed their services. Year fifty was a whole other monster with the, the heat and the the headwinds and you know obviously there's a lot of other things that played in that role Uh, I would love to find something in between give me something in between that Mm -hmm. Um, you know and we'll be in a good spot there but that's why we Prepare. That's why we we plan. That's why we talk about it. You know, since after the after the fiftieth this year, we start talking about the, the next ride because there are so many moving parts that there's really no there's really no time off. We're just we're just you know turning into something that turns into something else, and we're yep. we're constantly moving forward. Um, but I think that's how we are successful. Is we are constantly thinking about what could go wrong. How do we fix this? We have partner agencies that are thinking what could go wrong. How do we help fix this? And together we're we're making changes to it. Um, so when riders, you know, show up in July, we are one hundred percent ready for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, dear listener, Fippen was talking about 51 at the celebratory party that the crew had after Ragbri 50, <laughs> like literally the last day of Ragbri. Fippen is looking forward to the next Ragbri. He has not stopped, like, just focusing, keeping an eye on the prize. Yeah,
3: it all it all kind of blurs together. I yeah. mean, we're, you're constantly, you know, thinking of where should we go next and what should we do. And you are, you have, you know, there is a kind of a bidding process. So we have letters that get sent out, you know, right after uh, the last year's ride to towns that say, hey, do you want to host? And those letters start coming in. So you hope that, you know, the town that you circle on the map is a town that the letter shows up in, in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it doesn't, then you're basically knocking on doors saying, hey, this is me. We're with Um But it, it makes my job so much easier when you get a letter and it says, hey, we want to host. And you'll get your map and it's a big star on the map. It just helps that process out really, really easy. But it is it is stressful. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that need to fall in line before we can announce a ride and a route in January and if you don't get all the overnight towns locked in you are not announcing anything so um but no I I think you know uh, it will be a challenging route this year uh we'll get on roads that riders haven't seen for a very very long time um and it'll bring back a lot of hopefully positive memories of climbing all those hills
1: (laughs) I'm so excited and I just want to with that say one more time Please train. Yes. <laughs> Please yes. stay, train yes. for this ride because you'll be so much happier. You'll enjoy it so much more.
2: Well, especially if you're talking almost nineteen thousand feet of climb. So, um, so to recap, we've got Glenwood, Red Oak, Atlantic, Winterset, Knoxville, Atumwa, Mount Pleasant, and Burlington. And of course, Matt, as we go forward, you're going to be connecting those dots with all the in-between towns, and we assume you will want to happily come back on the podcast where i we'll, think so well <laughs> i feel like coming <laughs> yeah. back we'll do a deep dive and that's actually one of our most popular episodes where we'll really get into all the different um, communities in between but my uh i guess one of my last questions is uh when do we find out about the bands
3: so we will announce the plan for us is early april we'll announce all the pass through towns So everybody knows exactly where we're going. And then because of how our model changed this year, we've kind of pulled back from what we're doing from the concert series. You know, the concert series for the 50, we wanted it to be epic. Yeah. And And it was, and it was epic. But what we learned was you don't need epic bands to have an epic concert. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to invest, you know, epic money to have an epic band. So um, what we decided to do, we decided to change our business model and we are giving overnight towns $50,000 know, right out of the gate to book their own band. Wow. We're going to partner them with our agencies, you know, stage and production to give them the best deals on, on all of that. And we're going to kind of just be there as a silent partner, ask, you know, you know, be able to give input and, and, and help them steer them in the right direction and allow the, the, the community and the committee to find the right band. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, looking right now, it's hopefully it's going to be a home run. You know, it was fun, you know, being the concert promoter that we were last year, but there was a lot of things that you know, not having that on our plate this year will free us up to do other things. But it, I think it's also something that the, the town wants to showcase because there's a lot of local talent that are known for these areas that, that they want to perform. And if we bring them a band that you know doesn't make sense, then they don't have the ability to do that. So you know, giving them money out of the gate, you know, like I said, it's fifty thousand dollars. It's the most we've ever given these towns to, to invest in their in their community. They're going to use that money to pull off their event and do that and, and book their talent. But yeah, as soon as As soon as they're ready to announce, they'll announce, and we'll obviously share it on our our platforms and push it out there too. But, you know, there's already, you know, talks of – some bands that have already been proven on reg bri and these communities are already starting to reach out to, to book the talent because obviously with that with that season that's already rocking and rolling people are yeah. already getting booked that's out. that's awesome
2: so. i and love that
1: it's really fun this way because it really adds to that even more to the flavor of each town that we visit mm-hmm. get shows off the character of the town and just adds a little bit more i don't know it's it's cool when they book their own bands because it just it really shows their personality for sure i love it Well, thank you, Matt, for coming on the podcast. It's always a delight to have you uh, chat with you about the route, about Ragbri, and anything bikes.
3: Thank you for having me. Yeah,
2: and congratulations
1: on getting nailing
2: down Ragbri Fifty One. Where I'll speak on behalf of all the riders, I am pretty excited to pedal my bike across Iowa.
0: Fantastic! Thanks for tuning in to the Just Go Bike podcast. Murph and AP will be back next week. In the meantime, check us out on YouTube, Instagram facebook and x formerly known as twitter and if you would like to contact murph and ap with a comment about the podcast or maybe you have a topic in mind email them at just at gmail.com don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast especially if you're a fan until next time
1: just go bike
0: Theme song by Ryan Steer. Logo by Suzanne Milosevic. Produced by Kathy Murphy. Social media by Andrea Parrott. Intro by Pumpkin. Until next time, just go bike.